Welcome to Let's Talk Property. I'm Heather Hilda Darling. The programme is sponsored by Callaway's Estate and Letting Agent. Could you be persuaded to part with your cash for a little bit of six by six timber property on Hoves from Why Beach Hut? Earlier in July this year, I spoke to Veronica Henry, author of several books, including Beach Huts. To start the show, let's revisit my chat with Veronica. Well, um, I always like to set my books somewhere where I feel my reader would like to be. And I was sitting there one summer, kind of doing some research for my next book, thinking about what I might like to write about. And I realised that the setting was fascinating. I was basically eavesdropping on everybody, <laughs> all the surrounding beach huts. And I just had one of those light bulb mo moments. And I emailed my publisher and said, um, what about a kind of Coronation Street meets the Bowdoin catalogue? Um, novel set in the of beach huts in North Devon and she just went right do it now. So how <laughs> difficult is it to write about other people's emotional ties with a beach hut? Well I think there's all sorts of things tied up in isn't it it's memories and nostalgia and escapism and I think we're very selective in our memories so we do look back and just remember all the wonderful times on holiday um, and, and quite often, you know, on a, on a certainly an English holiday like that, it is the grandparents' annual chance to connect with their grandchildren. Um, and then there's the sort of holiday romances and, and the chance for, you know, families to come together. So I think there's a massive emotional investment in, in something. I mean, it's always difficult selling a house, I think. You know, selling your home is a, is a huge wrench often. Um, but I think with a beach hut, because it's so intense, you know, you have those few weeks of sun-drenched happiness. So to sell it, it's just, um, it's sort of like another time. And I think those things are still very much with us now. They haven't been stamped out. It's, people still love all of that. Yeah, I think every region, every, every place, that, sort of seaside town that's got that's lucky enough to have beach huts has their own distinctive style. Um, again, as, we, as we've mentioned, some of them are really simple and just like cupboards almost. And then you get the slightly, then there's the ones that are on stilts to get take advantage of the view. And I guess geography often di dictates how they look. And then, you know, the, I imagine it's become quite competitive actually now. That's quite interesting, isn't it? It's like, how have you done your beach hut out? <laughs> 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 keeping up with the Joneses as to what colour you've got and what, what facilities you've got. And whereas I I just love the old, you know, weather beaten, ramshackle, felt falling off the roof. That's that's my kind of beach hut, you know, real. And of course you can individualise your beach hut. So when the doors are all shut, they all look identical. Yeah. And when I go for the very first time with a key and an owner says, Can you go and look at my beach hut? And I go down there with the key, key in the lock. 
open it up and I never quite know what I'm going to see oh. and it's like it's a bit like Christmas every time actually. Do you remember those old kitchen units that had a drop down for mica that's it. That's for mica that's yeah. right yeah that's generally with like. A... Yeah and especially now when you know we're all stuck here basically <laughs> um, so I think it's it's opening up to a whole new I don't know if the audience is quite the right word the whole new section of visitors um, who maybe didn't discover the British seaside beforehand or might have done a weekend but now want to spend the whole week so yeah I think it's and of course yeah it's all the rage isn't it and the prices are going through the roof and madness you know as I say some people have had theirs 20 30 40 years and very often people will say to all well, my mum had it before me and you think my goodness me and I know it's fascinating isn't yeah. it yeah yeah <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, I don't know I don't know how you're imagining the Hove Beach house, but there's no windows in them either so you literally do need the doors open if you want some oh, yes. fresh air but the benefits of owning a beach hut you've already alluded to it you know the mental well-being being the escapism the memory making do you think at our different life stages we attach more to one than another you know our mental well-being if we're an adult yes do we attach that more to being out in the fresh air and maybe walking along the prom or doing a little jog or talking to the neighbours if they're there or the, the memory making maybe with the children if we're younger yeah I mean I think I think we all have different phases in our, you know, sort of the teenagers and upwards, probably, you know, between 18 and 30 probably wouldn't be that interested because they want adventure and excitement. And Oh, really I'm going to stop you there. I'm so sorry to, because um, it's funny, I'm getting a lot of that age group. Oh. And, and do you know why? Because they want to socialise with their friends. They've uh -huh. got younger children, but also paddle boarding and canoeing oh, yes. and cold water swimming is really quite in vogue at the moment. Um, so, of course, they want to store their paddle boards. They want to use the beach huts as a changing hut, which incredibly is what they used to be used for, wasn't it, for changing? Yes, that's how they were. So it's done full circle. <laughs> <laughs> <Mostly>. <laughs> oh, that's yeah so they're not all whizzing off to Ibiza they're all uh, hanging out in Hove and <laughs> and obviously the social gathering I think we've all during lockdown in particular we've we've underestimated how much our family and friends mean to us oh yeah agree? oh totally I mean everybody's desperate and uh, and I think when you're conglomerating by the beach there's so many you know there's something for everybody isn't there so if you've got mm. a bunch of friends then you, you've got your paddle boarders you might have your surfers you've got the one that just wants to nip off and get the Barbie stuff and get all that organized and then you've got somebody who just wants to sit in a deck chair and read so there is there's so much potential for all personalities and all all activities to be catered for that's right that's it's right. just the weather it's the weather that's the, the thing, weather yes <laughs> <laughs> that's the big cloud that hangs over us all the time isn't it what would tempt you to swap an overseas holiday with a beach hut staycation in the UK well I always long for a, a reading week when I can just pack up all the books that I've been meaning to read for ages and um go off pack up a big cool box with all the things I want to eat and literally just sit there and read and and you know if you go abroad you can't take books with you because they're too heavy and I like a real book myself <laughs> so that <laughs> is perfect I can have a little little shelf put up in the in the beach hut <laughs> with all the things I want to read on it and just um not have to do anything else I think that's you know I've I don't know I've found a lot of people I know have really struggled to read during lockdown because their brains are fried 
and we don't there's just nothing left there's no database left in our brains to <laughs> process fiction so I think actually just being able to get away from it all not having anything else to worry about um and uh, 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 literally just have that wonderful pleasure and let those books take you somewhere else let them do the hard work <laughs> while you just and sit. of course in your in your book a day at the beach hut you've given us 10 classic beach reads which yes. when I read it I thought no which ones of these read uh, have I read before and there's quite a few of them actually which because I, I love reading as well are there any of those that you've read and reread do you tend to reread books oh or? I do I do I do I think my favorite summer read is um is Jaws <laughs> Luckily, we don't have too many sharks here. It's it's so much more than just about a shark, that book. It's amazing. It's a real um, hotbed of all sorts of things going on under the surface. Obviously, Uh the whole, you know, shark thing is the drama behind it, but all the personalities, you know, there's all sorts of naughty going on underneath. (laughs) Um, And I loved, I think I read it when I was about 12, and I was like, oh, my God, this is what a book would be. Um, Yeah. It's a real page turner. Yeah, you don't want anything too complicated or or demanding or kind of thought provoking. Just just well, the, the writer to do the work for you, really. <laughs> <laughs> That's the lazy option, isn't it? Let yeah, the writer exactly. do it. But, I mean, you, have to, you have to engage your imagination, and that's, <laughs> and that's great. But just to have that sort of oh, what's going to happen next? Yes, yeah. <laughs> do you like turning the pages, or are you a Kindle person? Oh, I do. I, I I much prefer a real book, although my eyesight's not what it was. So depending on how big the letters are in a book. <laughs> and of course, that is the great thing about the Kindle is you can make, you know, you just get short, uh, long-sighted, isn't it, when, when yes. you can't read yeah. so well. So Kindles are much better from that point of view and you can get the light on them as well. It's, but I do love it. But, you know, I think books make a home as well. If you walked into a home and it just had a Kindle on the on the kitchen worktop, that wouldn't be, you wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> about that person (laughs) if you go into somebody's house and you see a bookshelf you kind of get the measure of them pretty quickly I think it's interesting isn't it (laughs) no you said that um you know a lot of your characters they're based on people that you've um overheard heard maybe seen going about their daily business do you think a lot of people would recognize themselves in your books or think oh that sounds a bit like me or or is it just so far from- um I never take anybody from real life and put them straight into my books they they no. might inspire me or I'll just remember somebody's incredibly intense gaze or, <laughs> or, or um habits so that each character is usually a kind of patchwork of various different creations and then put through the filter of my imagination and then the writing takes over so they develop more characteristics so yeah they're not carbon copies of anybody in real life because that's but people do sometimes think oh is that so and so quite often um, that happens yeah, so it's just this sort of process that each character goes through. And actually, people from real life don't always work in fiction. It's very peculiar. You put them in and they just don't feel right. The Day at the Beach Hut is a mixture, the one that's out at the moment. So it's a mixture of short fiction stories um, and recipes and kind of, oh, as you say. Book list, recommendations. Book recommendations. <laughs> playlist recommendations. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a sort of hybrid, if you like. I've written a quick read as well, which is a, a novella. So it's a short novel quick reads it's part of the reading agency um which is a reading charity and they are designed for non less confident readers readers or people you know maybe adults who are learning to read for the first time or people who've never 
really engaged with reading and they used a lot in education and workplaces and for example um, prisons so yeah my my quick read was set in a beach hut too Um, so that was a wonderful and very I was very honoured and privileged to be able to write that and uh, it was just great talking to people you know I I did quite a few library visits and, and talks to people who I spoke to a girl once who said, I've, I've literally never read, that's the first book I've ever read in my life. And that to me is just, a, and she was enchanted. She just wanted to read more. And, that, you know, that's, if that's the only thing I've achieved in my life, that'll do. That's a brilliant, brilliant thing. That's a lovely gift, isn't it? To yeah. give to somebody. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. So the two other titles in this quadrant, um, Christmas at the Beach Hut. We did try to do something last year in Hove at Christmas time, but of course that oh. came to naught. Yeah. <laughs> And a wedding at the Beach Hut. Now, yes. we've got a gorgeous place just along in Brighton. It's it's a sort of a little shelter. And you often see weddings taking place there, particularly the photographs. You know, you've got the beach in the background and it almost looks Caribbean. But I've never seen a wedding at a Beach Hut. Perhaps any listeners who've had a wedding at the beach could get in touch and let us know how it went and how you managed to cram your 30 guests into a beach hut that would be fantastic Um, but just imagine Veronica that you own a beach hut but Mm -hmm. you want to raise about 25,000 by selling your beach hut or a new kitchen would you or would you hold on to your beach hut oh well as somebody who's quite obsessed with kitchens as well (laughs) that would be really difficult I do have my dream kitchen. Uh, I mean, I don't have it. I don't own it, but I, ha- I have. I have a dream kitchen in my head, if you like. And right. ooh, 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 ooh. I don't know because the thing about a kitchen is I would use it every day. Um, oh, let's hope I never get thrown into that. And obviously, all the costs of owning a beach hut every year, the insurance, the license fees, etc. Do you think it's worth laying out for that all the time? If you were a beach hut owner, would you would you be happy to pay that? Oh, well, I think with any kind of investment, there always becomes some sort of financial responsibility. So it's just part of the course, isn't it? You know, if you buy a caravan, for example, then you, you have to keep it roadworthy. You have to keep it maintained. There's licenses, etc. cetera. Um, so, yeah, I think any, anything that involves spending money will then need spending more money. <laughs> That's just, just uh, how it, absolutely how it right. Especially yeah. now, you know, you have to have insurance for things, unfortunately. Whereas back in the day, I'm sure they wouldn't have thought twice about it. I'm going to ask you a question. Now, imagine that tomorrow you wake up to find you've been appointed the UK's first ever beach hut minister. Oh, dream job. <laughs> <laughs> what would be your top three considerations to make properties on the prom available to more people? Gosh, well, I mean, it, it, it's kind of almost a metaphor for what's going on at the moment by the seaside, isn't it? The fact that all coastal properties are being bought as second homes and and, and um, ousting the locals who can't afford the property. So I'd, I'd, I'd try and find a way of making it more democratic and perhaps have a beach hut lottery. Oh, a beach hut but, lottery. That's yeah, a good idea. so that it was fair and that everybody got a chance to to have a have, spend some time in it. So if you want to spend some time in in the beach hut, then you buy your beach hut lottery ticket. Um, And I think if you, you know, once you've won it once, you can't win it again. So, yeah, I I think that's quite a good idea. (laughs) 
and that's a great idea. <laughs> or actually, even just allowing people to rent their beach huts out would open it up to more people, wouldn't yes, it? Exactly. What else would you do? So that's sort of one and two there, isn't it? Would you would you build them in more places or what would you do? I think it would be, you know, where, where they do exist, I think it would be great to encourage kind of artistic food, cultural things around that so to sort of um encourage a sort of very creative community almost around it so that they become more than just a row of beach huts there's you know lovely pop-up food perhaps to encourage people to come to that area and art you know i think so many people are inspired by the seaside um and maybe even writing retreats yeah just to sort of make it more of a hub of of something more just that added extra that encourages a, a, another revenue stream perhaps for the area and to make it inspiring and, and stimulating for people yes that sounds a great idea I, Sunday, <laughs> I, I think you've got the job hands down absolutely <laughs> <laughs> how many billions do you want <laughs> we'll talk about it it's been wonderful talking to you veronica um where can we find you and more details about your books? Uh, do you have a website? Are you on social media? I am. I'm on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. I think Veronica Henry author is Twitter and uh, Instagram and Facebook. Um, I've got a website, veronicahenry.co.uk. Books, um, I think it's available certainly in Tesco's at the moment on, on, on at quite a good price or you can, all good bookshops. All good <laughs> if, bookshops. If it's not in there at the moment, you could certainly get it ordered in. Um, and obviously there are online retailers available. Um, and are we going to see a fifth beach hut book coming oh soon? Oh gosh, I don't, I, I'm, I'm quite beached hut out at the moment. <laughs> no, I would never say never. Um, never say never. I've done, what have I done? I've done Christmas, I've done weddings. Or, well, who knows? I'm sure there's all sorts I could do. I'm sure it could go on forever. Oh, well, thank you so much for talking to me today, Veronica. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been lovely learning about your work. And obviously, I feel your energy for beach huts as well. So, um, all the best. <laughs> FM. Radio Reverb. So thank you to Veronica Henry for joining me. And now I have the pleasure of reading Jennifer Sharman's poem. Now, Jennifer sold her beach hut earlier this year, but she loved it down on Hove Seafront. And in fact, I've got a second one of her poems later on in the show. My Big Secret by Jennifer Sharman. My beach hut is my secret delight. It is here I find inspiration to write. My poems flow freely from my brain, whether summer, winter, spring or rain. Sitting here where the sounds of the sea so gloriously do wash over me, it is such a splendid luxury. The sun is shining through the clouds, Crepuscular rays shine through at angles, spreading their magic, leaving my mind in tangles of wonderment. People find it hard to guess at the joy these beautiful beach huts bring and how being here makes my heart and soul sing. I would like to be gliding on a seagull's wing, swooping low, soaring high, somehow trying to reach the sky. The end of September is soon approaching. 
the temperature drops, the rain clouds increase. However, none of these changes will make my residence cease. For this is where I am at my happiest. The translucent light, the visual sight and the surfing of the sea all bring this a sense of peace to me. My beach hut neighbours are all good friends. We share laughter, fun and food and wine. The feeling of well-being affects us all, making us a content and smiling crowd. We are all so lucky, I want to laugh out loud. Nordic walking along the Promin Hove, this is a sport that I really love. Lucy, my spaniel, usually comes too. It makes us feel healthy and wealthy in ways. These are some of the most brilliant days. No need to go abroad. Sitting at the beach hut, gazing out to sea, watching people go by. This is the place I would rather be. I just read the first of two poems by Jennifer Sharman and now I'm pleased to be speaking to a new beach hutter, Alan Elsey. Let's hear what Alan has to say. So I'm very pleased to welcome Alan Elsey on the show today. And Alan is a beach hut owner. And of course, today is all about <laughs> beach huts. Um, <laughs> and Alan, here we are looking out at this terrible weather outside. Not a great. miserable <laughs> December day, rain, was, wind, all I the rest. The, I was at the beach hut last night in the wind, having some Prosecco with some friends. So, yeah, I can guarantee it wasn't the best weather, but it's, but it's still fun, though, even on a cloudy, wet and, and windy day. I'm really pleased to hear that you use your beach hut yeah. by the sound of it throughout the year. Is that correct? I started to, yeah. I mean, it's because if you sit inside them out of the wind, they're quite cosy. And I'm getting a, um, a windbreak made up at the moment. So that's going to be quite useful on, the, on those blustery days. So when did you buy your beach hut? I bought it in August um, because obviously there were none available with lockdown and everything. It was quite hard to acquire one. I've, I've wanted one for the last few years. So, yeah, I was lucky enough to get one in August this year. And what made you choose the particular location where you are? Um, it, I've always wanted, there are over 400 beach huts, I think, in, in, in Hove. But I've always wanted one in that particular block, which is between King Alfred Centre and Lexi's Cafe, because you're kind of on the beach there. There's no wall between you and the, and the, and the well, I say sand, you and the stones. <laughs> um, <laughs> True. So, yeah, that's always been, a, it's always been a, a sort of desire of mine to get one along that particular stretch. And I've got one right in the middle of that stretch. So I was quite fortunate in that respect. What sort of... Uh, condition was the beach hut in when it you was, bought it. Was, it. it was okay. I think it was. I think it was uh, the, the previous one blew blew down and was destroyed about six years ago. And this was so. This is six years old. So it was, it was okay. There was nothing inside it, but it was it was absolutely fine. Yeah. Now I think you've got a little bit of an eye for design, have you not? <laughs> yes, I have. Now where does that come from? I, well, I'm retired now, but I was a graphic designer in my working years, so I guess it comes from that. I imagine, yeah. Well, graphic design for beach huts, that's something quite <laughs> something I've never heard before, well, you know. Working, I was working in, in television for my whole life. So, yeah, I, I do have this, this sort of design bend, I suppose. You could, you could oh, yeah. lovely. Now, <laughs> I think 
um, back in August when we had a beach hut open day, you were there with a table of about, I don't know, you seem to have the whole yeah. beach covered with friends. It, it was quite proud. Yeah, we actually had um, my husband is part of a tennis group and they, um, they, they a couple of them swing dancers. So we had swing dancers there, there giving a lesson and it was it was really, really good fun, actually. So. Um, yeah, it was it was great. The weather wasn't great, but uh, I've been to one of those things before on a sunny day. And uh, yeah, they're, they're lots of fun, but we still had a good time all the, all the same. Well, it certainly looked as though you were having fun. And actually, <laughs> I think I, I collared you, didn't I? And yeah. I said, Alan, what on earth have you done here with your beach hut? It looked <laughs> fantastic. So take me through some of the sort of uh, the process that you you had in making your beach hut so standoutish. Um, I suppose because uh, I've, I've wanted one for so long, I kind of knew what I was in my mind's eye what I was going to do. I actually made a little model of what I would do before I even owned one. I was so desperate to get one, a bit sad, really. Um, but um, yeah, I just, um, I'm, I'm not a builder. Obviously, I'm a designer, but, but I love a project. So I set about making, uh, um, using the space inside in the best way I could find. You know, I, it's, a lot of the beach huts, are, they're great storage facilities. I think they're great for blow up toys and stuff at the beach but I wanted ours to be a kind of extension of our of our home in a way so and that's what it's that's what it looks like it's like a a tiny 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 house on the beach isn't it you know <laughs> well it is and you seem to spend so much time there why wouldn't it be <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, now what what color did you paint the doors the doors are grey and white. Um, I, I picked grey and white because I've got some nice fabric for the windbreak that, that I'm having made at the moment, and it's grey and white, so they will, it will match the windbreak, plus the doors will all match the same colours, so that's why I chose grey and white. Now, I think by the looks of things, I mean, obviously, I didn't start furrowing in your beach. <laughs> we didn't have time. You were, you were too Feel busy. Free, <laughs> You've got several features that are quite standoutish, aren't they? You well, know. I've got, as I said, storage was something I thought about a lot. So if you, when you open the doors, there are uh, 12 chairs and four tables in there, including a full-size dining table, but you can't see them because of my... Um, so, well, if I say so myself, sort of ingenious storage solutions, I guess, you know, because it all hides behind the door. Mm. Um, yeah, and all the legs, are, I made all the furniture myself, but all the legs are detachable and all the tables hang on hooks behind the door. So, um, yeah, but, but when it's all out on the on the on the seafront, it looks like how on earth do you squeeze all that stuff into that small space? But you, but you do. It's possible. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. They're only about six by six, they aren't are. they? So absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. The thought of all those tables and chairs. I mean, what happens if a leg goes missing? Do you just replace a leg? Uh, um, that hasn't happened yet, so I'll bear that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know when that happens. Okay. <laughs> so what sort of storage do you keep storage for glasses? I mean, obviously the Prosecco evenings sound like great fun. Um, yeah. Do uh, well, you have somewhere to keep your... I suppose it's like a natural larder at this time of the year, isn't well, it? It is. I mean, it's like a sort of kitchen, dining room, chill-out space, living room all rolled into one, really. I've got... um. One of the, with all the things that I've built in there, one of the things that gets people's attention when they walk past is my little, my little homemade wine glass rack on the side. It looks like a pub. I've got 12, well, they look like glass, but they're plastic glasses, but they're very good ones, these actually. And I've got them all hanging on the wall in a, in a wine rack on the side, which, which is one of my favourite features as well, actually. I have to say. I think there's several features to your beach hut. I mean, I love the porthole that you've got yeah. on there. Oh, what yeah. gave yeah. you that idea? 
Um, I don't know. It just came out of somewhere. I got the, the numbers made up from from some place I found on eBay, and then I bought the porthole and stuck them on. And yeah, I just don't know. I just um, it just came out of nowhere. Really, I like portholes. What can I say? <laughs> well, I think I think the point is, is lots of people love the beach huts, don't they? And yeah, they do. Not- yeah. I'm down there an awful lot and it doesn't matter what the weather's like. There's always somebody being photographed stood in front of a beach hut. I know. I mean, I guess before, I never really thought much about having a beach hut. We, I, I'd, I'd always sort of thought, well, why don't you just sit on the beach? But then two good friends of ours, four or five doors up, have a beach hut. And uh, we sort of spent so many hours, afternoons, last two summers ago, sitting around their beach hut. I, I sort of thought, I get it now. You know, I, and that's when I started to feel I really want one of my own, you know. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're great fun. It's a nice spending community. It's Yeah, it's, it's great. I'm very pleased I've got one finally. So did you ever spend time as a child in beach huts anywhere not, on no. UK holidays? No, not at all. Not at all. No, it's just something that's a, sort of a new interest in life, actually. So it's grown on you, has it, since you've been yeah. down here? Yeah, oh, def- oh definitely. Because I grew up in Norfolk and uh, there are some nice beach huts in, in, on the North Norfolk coast, but... Um, but there's something about the Hove Beach Huts that's very special. There's so many of them and the, and the colours and everything, of course. You know, it's, it's all part of the whole Hove culture, isn't it? You know. Well, it is. I mean, I spent um, a couple of days up in Norfolk earlier on this year with my yeah. mother. And, of course, um, mum used to say to me, where are we going today, darling? And I'd <laughs> say, well, uh, we're going to look at beach huts. And she'd yeah. say to me, <laughs> oh, not day. again, not again, Heather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything but the beach huts. <laughs> I know, I know. Now, December the 18th, we're going to be having an open day from four o'clock with beach huts open. Is that something? Something that you're able to participate in? Well, unfortunately, I'm actually busy on that day. So something I can't oh, get no. out of. Um, oh, I thought been... maybe you'd have all the Christmas decorations up I, in I, there. I, I am quite disappointed, actually, that missing. Yeah. Uh, but certainly next year, I shall make sure I'm about for it. Yeah, because um, yeah, I've, I've got ideas in my head already for the Christmas decorations, but sadly not not to be this year. But next year, definitely look out for me. Now. I believe you won an award a couple of months ago. What was that all about? You're listening to Let's Talk Property with Heather Hilda Darling, sponsored by Callaway's Estate Agents. Let's find out what Alan's award was about. It was uh, obviously when you buy a beach hut, it's a good idea to get insurance uh, because of all the, the wind and, you know, as we know, some of them have been destroyed in storms over the years. So so I got, I got insurance with a company and uh, they, ran a, they ran a national competition and much to my surprise, I came third. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was great. I got a, um, a Fortland Mason hamper at 70 quid, which was consumed day <laughs> the, day, the day it arrived. Um, and um, I got a £50 um, uh, uh, Love to Shop voucher, which I've spent. So, so, yeah, so that was that was great. Yeah, it's been good fun. What made you go in for that? Just, just for fun? Or was it you really thought you had a good chance there? Well, a friend of mine sort of said the beach hut looks so lovely. You should, you should, you should enter it. So I did, yeah, just for fun, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm very, I'm very pleased I did. Well, I think that's an amazing achievement for a first-time beach hutter to win an award. That doesn't happen every day, does it? Yeah. Well, there were two beach huts. There's another beach hut a lot further along by the lawns that came in the top ten. So yeah, we had two in the top ten, which was lovely actually. Well, it's no wonder they're icons of Hove, then, is it? If we yeah. got award-winning beach huts, and I know yeah, it's yeah. happened in the past as well. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm sure, yes. So when somebody says to me, I want to buy a beach hut, what sort of things go through, went through your head when you started thinking about buying a beach hut? Well, for me, mainly it was a, it was the location because it was just that block of, I think there were about 20 between King Alfred and 
Lex's, it was, it was, I was only interested in that location because of being right on the beach. And there was one available a couple of years ago, but it was a bit too close to the bins. Right. Okay. <laughs> so I was, I was being, even within that blog, I was being quite specific, you know, so I was really, I was overjoyed when this particular one became available and it was right exactly where I wanted it. So what are the chances really? I couldn't, I couldn't let that one go really. We'll find out a little bit more about Alan and his beach hut after we've heard the poem written and spoken by Kate Roberts. I set a challenge to members of the Hove Beach Hut Association. There's some amazing talent out there and I'm really lucky to stay, to speak to Kate today and hear her recite her own poem. So I'm going to ask Kate a couple of questions first. Kate, do you have a beach hut? Good morning, Heather. Yes, I do. And <laughs> crikey, I love it. <laughs> Why do you love it so much? Um, who wouldn't want the sea and the beach as their garden? Um, I live in a flat. It's a, um, a first floor flat. We don't have a garden. The beach and the sea is my garden. Do you do a lot of walking on the prom or are you a swimmer, a paddleboarder? Um, I may get my feet wet on a hot day. Um, but not really a swimmer. I enjoy walking um, up and down, um, but yes, um, not so much in the sea. Do you know, I was on the seafront yesterday and there were people actually going in swimming and I'm standing there shivering in my <laughs> gilet and my trousers and a big winter coat. And I'm thinking, what are they doing? What, you know, what makes people going to see? I believe it's very good for you, but it's certainly not my cup of tea. Agreed. Not here either. <laughs> now, when you saw the call for poems about beach huts what made you made you send your poem to me or is it something that you like doing in your spare time is it something you do a lot um not really no um my mom died recently and she was big on writing her own poems and I was actually writing a poem for her funeral when I sort of got your email through so I thought ah I'm in I'm in the mood to do poems <laughs> Also, um, you'll see from my poem later, it's actually a bit of a detective work. I'm actually trying to find somebody um, through this poem. So, yeah, it's uh, two things, really. Oh, that's a lovely story. Uh, there's always a story behind whatever you do. I mean, I, ha I have made some very half-hearted attempts. You might have seen it in my Hope Beach Hut Association letter. I sometimes put some sort of, I, I like rhymes. I'm not very good on the ones that don't rhyme because they just sometimes come to me and I think, oh, I'll just write that down. But um, obviously your, your poem is very heartfelt as well, I think. And I don't know how long did it take you to write it? Did they just, does the inspiration come and you just write or do you think about it first? Um, I thought I sort of get inspiration and then just write a load of things down and then maybe over and the next couple of days, I'll just think of something to change a little bit. But yeah, it's mainly just straight from the heart. Have you done any further Beach Hut poems since you wrote this one? I haven't, no. <laughs> so this is a one-off original Kate Roberts is it the moment yes but you know you never know do you <laughs> oh that's a lovely story so what's your poem called Kate and um, it's called snippets snippets and how did that uh, title come about um mainly just because um I wrote the poem and then I tried to think of something that would exactly describe it. And that just came to me. And I was like, yes, of course, that would be a perfect name for it. 
Are you better sometimes when you're not deliberately thinking about something? Because I know when I'm thinking about titles for things I'm writing, if I sit there, very often it doesn't come to me. If I just switch my brain off, sometimes it just there's something that pops into my head and I think, well, perfect. That's exactly what I want. Absolutely. Normally about, you know, sort of silly o'clock in the morning when you wake up and then something pops into your head and you have to scribble it down and then you go back to sleep again. (laughs) I have lots of those, I must say. I think Snippets fills the title very, very well. So I would love you to, well, I'll introduce you, um, obviously the reader and the uh, creator of Snippets, the poem. So please do share your poem with us now, Kate. Okay, so Snippets by Kate Roberts, aged 48 and a half. (laughs) I may look as if I'm napping with my eyes shut, lying down relaxing outside my beach hut. Although the view is splendid on a clear bright day, sometimes it's just fun to hear what folks say. The people passing by and having a chat about COVID and families and this and that. To them, they're happily having a yak. I want the full story, wait, come back. The best thing I heard was about the then view before it became all posh to pin new. I've no idea if their opinion was fair. Rather stick pins in my eyes than go in there. If that was you a few years ago, I'm at 201, please let me know. Until then, I'll carry on listening, knowing full well the sea will be listening. The end. Kate, that's absolutely lovely. And it's lovely hearing it from, obviously, the author of the poem. Um, You know, when I read it, I thought I know exactly what she's thinking here. And the snippets of conversation, obviously, that you pick up from people walking by. (laughs) Absolutely lovely. So I think that's very inspirational. And, you know, obviously, your beach hut brings you a lot of pleasure. And I think writing poems can bring pleasure as well, can't it? Just to use that creativity. True, yes. Yeah, I'm finding that out recently. I might have to start properly again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, obviously, we're going to publish the poems in the Hove Beach Hut Association newsletter, which will be coming out in December. But I've got to keep everything quiet before then. So thank you so much for recording with me today, Kate. It's been absolutely a pleasure meeting you and hearing your poem oh absolutely pleasure was mine radio reverb thank you to kate roberts for her poem snippets and now let's rejoin alan also i mean people you when you see what i love about the open doors is when all the beach huts are open and you think okay a little shed a glorified shed (laughs) by six how different are they all and you know what would people be thinking do you think they when they buy one they should wait a little bit and perhaps talk to neighbors and friends about what do you think I should do with my beach how could I achieve xyz what what would your recommendation be to a new beach hut owner well, definitely well, make sure you've got the funds in place to begin with because they go just you know, as soon as one becomes available that it's it's gone. So you need to make sure that's all that's all set up beforehand. Um yeah, talk to neighbours, I suppose, make sure it's in the location that you want, find out who's who has the beach shut next door, maybe. Um yeah, yeah, I guess that's it really. And then my advice is just to go for it because it's great. <laughs> were were you worried about committing to a minimum of three years? Not at all. No, I mean I think we've won it's, it's 
it's not the sort of thing we're going to ever get rid of i don't think really once once now we've got one i love it so much and i spend a lot of time down there i can't imagine that we'll we'll be setting it on so no three years wasn't the problem at all so what once a beach hutter always a beach hutter i would say so yeah as a new beach hutter i think that'll be my <laughs> mantra from now on <laughs> <laughs> do, do you think there could be more sort of experiences down there with beach huts do you think there could be more community events happening bearing in mind the british weather isn't always well, that the is, that is, yeah the weather does have its limitations but yeah i mean the, the yeah the events that are that do take place which basically is kind of twice a year i think with the summer party and the in the, and the christmas one yeah, there, there could be some more. It's always a good time for a party, isn't it? You know, but um, but the ones that that are organised, I think, are great fun already. You know, um, a lot obviously a lot of the beach huts aren't a lot of them are derelict. A lot of them aren't used, it, it would seem. So it's a bit it's a bit odd to see some some of the some some of them are in a terrible state. So it's a shame that some of them have fallen into such disrepair. But yeah, I, th- I know I think the events that happen are, are, are good. Yeah, but if there's any more um, planned, then I'll be there, you know. Well, I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Hove Beach Hut Association, obviously that was set up a couple of years ago. Yeah. How much has that affected your love and sort of feeling of belonging to the community? Oh, oh definitely. There's a Facebook page and um, you know, there's emails that come back and forth. Yeah, no, it's it's great. I mean, it, it, on the, uh, out on the front line, there is a great community there anyway in, in reality but the, but the beach association is a it's just a nice aspect of that really you know it's keeping well it certainly is and photos are posted and it's yeah it, it brings people together so it's certainly not a bad thing no it's not now the king's way to the sea project how how are you feeling about that have you heard the news about it are you aware that there's going to be um changes along the seafront well i'm i am aware i don't i don't know that it's going to affect um, the beach huts too much. I think mm. they're, they're upgrading the gardens. I mean, one thing that they do need to do is obviously increase the um, the quality of the loos, which are terrible along there. So I think they, they could certainly spend some money on on the public toilet. But um, yeah, I guess they'll improve improve the uh, the gardens behind. And I, I don't, from what I can see, it doesn't actually affect the beach huts it, per se. I don't know. Maybe you know, you know more about that. But. Well, I, I think whatever happens, you know, we need to keep our open spaces available oh, yeah. for people to go and walk around. And oh, ab- absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Certainly yeah. on days like today, which I've been down on the seafront on days like today, and you still see people walking around, walking their dogs, jogging, etc. Yeah. And actually, the beach huts just bring a smile oh, to your face. Oh. They cannot fail to raise a smile. I don't know what it is about them. It's so true and i think i'm the only beach hut along there with a candelabra so whenever <laughs> whenever, the got, whenever the candelabra is out on the table that always gets a smile and quite a few photographs and we've got, oh, we've, got well. those, we've got those candles that are battery powered you can see people walking past quizzically thinking how are they keeping the flames are <laughs> and then they get up close and they oh okay now i see <laughs> so if people come and ask you you know what have you done to your beach hut you're very happy to talk to them are you oh yeah say, oh, absolutely. oh absolutely i mean but yeah i've had loads of lovely comments and people taking photographs and all, all sorts of things so no it's it's great i i, I love the uh, response from people going past that's absolutely wonderful um now do you know your neighbors very well uh, the, the one to the right of me, uh, the, the guy that sold me the uh, the beach hut, said he's never seen anyone there in six years. Oh. Um, 
there's a nice guy called Harry the other side who I think they're co-owned um by three couples co-owned and they're lovely yeah but, but yeah that that block I, I can't speak for the rest of the, the yeah. stretch of beach house but that block is very friendly um so I've met quite a few people especially when I was doing it up you know because obviously obviously everyone was very interested in what I was doing oh I'm um, sure they were <laughs> yeah, but it's, you... yeah it's a friend it's a friendly block definitely so would you say there's a characteristic that runs through all beach hutters Probably, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the characteristic would be, but there probably is. <laughs> well, because I mean, they're used for lots of different things, aren't they? Some they people just want it to be able to get away from the the house or the flat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some people like the solitude, maybe to go and sit down there and read. Absolutely. Or, uh, yeah. in fact, what I noticed over this year is that a lot more people who were either authors or painters were taking yeah. an interest in beach huts. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not a bad idea. I, I, I paint occasionally, but my husband hates the smell of oil paint in the flat, so I could possibly take it. <laughs> <laughs> what, well, you mean banned painting. to the beach hut? I just, I just suddenly thought that. Why do you mention it? Maybe that's not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be honest, you know, the sea in uh, all, all seasons is just magnificent, yeah, it isn't is. it? So, yeah, 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 yeah. So moving forward... Do you think the beach huts should be rented out? I mean, this might be a little bit of a controversial topic, but what do you think about renting beach huts? I, I, I'm not sure it's a good idea. I'm not sure it's a great I mean, Obviously, you let friends use it and stuff, but in terms of like Airbnb and your beach hut, I don't, I don't know that's a, a great idea. But it'd probably be quite a, a nice money spinner for people, but um, it's not something you can kind of police, really, is it? So I'm not, I wouldn't be 100% behind that idea, I don't think. But obviously, you, you can let friends use it and stuff. I think that's great, you know. So when you, again, let's go back to when you bought your beach hut. Did, were you completely up to speed with the sort of money it would cost you over the year? Um, in terms of the ground rent and stuff, you mean? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, maintenance. But by the sound yeah. of it, you're doing your own maintenance. Yeah. I mean, it's in pretty good nick, my beach hut. So there's not a lot of maintenance. Mind you, <laughs> I did have one of my, my big dining table fell off the back of the door in the summer and blocked the door so i had to get a builder cut a hole in the side to, to be able to open the door which was a bit slightly slightly alarming um but yeah so so the, so the table's now hanging off the wall instead of the door so that, yeah, oh dear that was, that was kind of unexpected uh -huh. um but that, that won't be happening again um but yeah i mean it's it's in pretty good nick so i think i'll, I'll, I'll certainly check um obviously the, the doors and everything and the roof quality um as the years go by make sure that it's all kept up to the way it should be so but you you said you know the location you love it because of course you can walk either east or west can't you and get yeah. to the restaurants and the cafes do you manage to use those a lot uh yeah uh yeah but I, I know lex's cafe very well now they were very very good to me um when i was doing the beach hut up you know so they were lending me vacuum cleaners and things you know so that was that was, yeah it's a very it's a lovely little cafe lexis and then, then rock waters along further along so it's a great location for that kind of thing yeah and there's quite a lot i mean they were filming along there weren't they the other couple of months ago maybe a few weeks ago um oh, the new peter james oh, really? um yes i mean i went down there that day and i thought what what are all these tv cameras doing down oh, here missed, and I've seen oh you missed it gosh you could have had your beach hut in the oh, Peter no, james <laughs> when i watched the program i'll look out for it. i've seen it i saw them filming in brighton a couple of times so i didn't actually see them down there yeah, but yeah, yeah. thanks thanks for the heads up i'm looking <laughs> 
that's all right. <laughs> well, look, Alan, it's been absolutely fabulous speaking to you today. Thank you for joining me oh, and sharing these little snippets of beach hut <laughs> life. It sounds yeah. like, unfortunately, I can't buy a beach hut in Hope because well, I'm you not must the come prime. down and have, a, have a, a glass of wine by the candelabra in the summer. <laughs> well, it sounds magnificent. I mean, I know on the 18th of December, a lot of the beach hut owners who are opening their beach huts, you know, they're there may be mince pies and mulled wine oh, around sure. so I'm sure. um, I hope I can get from one end of the beach to the other without making a fool be, of myself and tripping over. You'll be over. staggering by the time you get rock water. <laughs> I'm hope, uh, well I'm, I'm, as I say unfortunately I'm not, I'm not going to be able to come to this one but next year definitely. Next year absolutely thank you Alan for joining me and well, um, you know enjoy the rest of the year in your beach hut. <laughs> thank you Heather. And now for our next poem and the poem is entitled Three Faces of Beach Huts, and it was written and is read by Jean Lemmings. The sawtooth line of roofs of rows of beach huts rasp on the raw skies and ragged streamers of cloud. Inside, wrapped up warm, hutters heated by hot drinks and bottles. Through doors thrown wide, regard the elements unconcerned. From an all-encompassing arc of unsullied sapphire blue sky, sun rays, hard as diamonds, streamed to strike the disgorged hutters, poured from their huts onto a miscellany of sun loungers and seats, with a backdrop of shrieks, splashes, snoozing and seaside smells. The dark, star-sparkled sky spreads above the sleeping huts. A wily fox trots by and ghost shadows of gulls float overhead. The sea surges ceaselessly, a soundtrack of sensual susurration to the mixture of memories made and yet to be made in the cabins of fun. Thank you, Jean, for sending in your poem. And now over to Alison Leslie, who's going to talk about her Bliss and Blight poem. Alison, it's wonderful that you can join me this morning. Um, I'm so excited to hear you read your own poem. What Thank actually you. motivated you to write your poem? Well, I love, one, I love writing, I write quite a bit of poetry in general, but, but um, <coughs> you, you um, set a challenge or a project and the toilets really, really, really get me down. So, um, so... <laughs> 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 oh, so tell me a little bit. How long have you had your beach hut for? Nearly four years. I moved uh, to Hove four years ago in September, September gone. And I wanted a beach hut. I thought I'd love one. And then I found out how expensive they were. And I thought, oh, no, no, that's really a lot of money. So I got through the winter. And then in the spring, I thought, I've always wanted one. I, I, now I'm here. It's on the doorstep. This one was, was literally straight down from the flats where I live. And uh, yeah, and I thought, no, nope, this is, and it's been, it's been worth its weight in gold. My children and grandchildren, my daughter comes down in the summer and swims and my children enjoy, grandchildren enjoy it. So yes, yes. So, so you've never regretted it then? Not at all. It's a dream come true. Oh, that's um, wonderful. Did you come from a place where there were beach huts before or did you just fall no. in love with the Hove beach huts? No, no. Um, 
I was living just in the south of England, but as you probably tell from my accent, I come from the north of England, from Whitley Bay, which is on the coast, but we didn't have beach huts. We just undressed in the freezing cold northeast wind. (laughs) (laughs) So how often do you, would you say you visit your beach hut? Is it a weekly, um, a weekly visit or does it depend on friends and family being around? No, um, I'd say definitely weekly and I go down not... Well, like a day like this is very tempting, but I've got other things to do. But on a day like this, I'd go down and I'd, I wouldn't sit outside. I'd sit inside and read and uh, you just enjoy enjoy the sea and being out of the wind. It's just lovely. Do you generally take like a thermos flask of tea or coffee with you and sandwiches or do you pick up something while you're down on the seafront? I'd probably get a coffee from the seafront and, and I might take a sandwich down with me but it would be one from a local shop I wouldn't make it beforehand (laughs) (laughs) so how do which season do you prefer being in your beach hut probably spring just when the warm weather's starting and it's not too busy it's difficult to say after the last couple of years isn't it it's just every opportunity but um yeah probably spring and you just mentioned the last couple of years. Has has that made you appreciate even more having a beach hut? Well, we weren't allowed to use them in the first lockdown, so I would have lo- loved to be able to escape out of the house and down there. I wouldn't say more. I just appreciate it full stop. Oh, that's that's wonderful. Um, so I'm really pleased that you've been able to join me to read your own poem so Alison I'm now going to introduce you as you read your beach hut poem and what have you called it was it blight and bliss I think in the end (laughs) or bliss and blight whichever way you want yeah bliss and blight maybe you're you're the author you're the one who wrote it you can decide bliss and blight yes right okay fire away then Alison my beach hut is not the TARDIS when I enter, it does not expand, but my soul does, and my spirits lift, and I am at peace until I need to use the loos, which are beyond disgusting, an unspeakable affront to dignity that mock the fresh sea air and salt filled breeze. I escape the filth and stench, ashamed of this welcome to Hove, and smile apologetically at the ever extending queue. My beach hut welcomes me back. I lounge beneath drifting clouds, study them and passing crowds, then lose myself in my latest read, content in this blissful haven. That's wonderful. How long did it take you to write? Oh, probably 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure a lot of people sit with a piece of paper in front of them for a lot longer than 10 minutes trying to think of something to write. (laughs) But thank you so much for sharing it with me. You're very welcome. And to round off today's Let's Talk Property, I'm reading the second poem by Jennifer Sharman. Jennifer has now sold her beach hut and she's written this, I suppose you could say, as a homage to all the wonderful time she spent down there. My Secret Delight by Jennifer Sharman My beach hut was my secret delight. It was here that I found inspiration to write Sadly now, it is time to sell, as for the past few years I have not been well. My little red poodle was called Reggie, and to the beach he always accompanied me. He loved watching dogs and people walk by, wagging his tail with a glint in his eye. Tragically, my poor Reggie died. 
tearfully, he was my joy and pride. I will miss my friendly neighbours, some I knew for 20 years. We shared fun, laughter and lots of wine, often gambling in the sparkling brine. New Year's parties, a dip in the sea, steaming bodies wrapped up snugly. Then it was time for cake, mulled wine and bubbly. Fond farewells, hugs and cheers, looking forward to many more years. I send my good wishes to the couple who have bought my beach hut. It will become your secret delight and you will never regret it. Thank you for joining me today. I do hope you've enjoyed the show. And don't forget to save the date, 18th of December. Come down and join Beach Hut owners as they open their doors. It's a house thing. It's a house thing.